Welcome back to another edition of Hey Health Matters. I'm Pete. I'm Jason. Hey, Jason, how you doing today? Very good, my friend. How are you? Doing well. Had a good workout and pop back into our Hey Health Matters studios for another edition. Yes, sir. Of our podcast dedicated to health and wellness and fitness and everything in between. We're getting in shape and we're getting, we're having fun. I was going to say we're getting fun, but that doesn't make much sense. <laughs> well, if that's the least sensical thing we say all day, we're in good shape. Getting fit and having fun. Now, we want to remind you to uh, subscribe to Hey Health Matters on whatever your favorite podcast forum is. Like, subscribe, five-star, only positive reviews. We're very sensitive like that. If you have any questions, you want us to answer your questions on pod, <laughs> um, shoot us an email, heyhealthmatters at gmail.com. And you might hear your question, well, not live, but <laughs> kind of live on a podcast. <laughs> So there you go. Uh, today, we are starting um, what we, I think, plan to have is a series of episodes about the client journey, well, components of the client journey, yeah. and personal training slash foundations. It seems mm -hmm. like if you're going to start a series on that foundation, yep. it's a good place yep. to start. So so yeah, we, we covered the, the client journey from start to finish um, you know, at a bird's eye view a couple of weeks ago. So we figure today we'll we'll kind of focus in on each component. Well, today we'll start on the very first component, that is the personal training and foundations aspect. There you go. So a deep dive, and if you remember back to that last episode, and if you uh, hear us reference that, you know, go back and listen to it. It was a good overview, and now we're gonna, as Jason said, kind of focus in and and, and get into what these components look like, maybe from a ground level point of view. And it starts out not necessarily with lifting or running or moving. Nope. It starts nope. out with another verb, assessing. Yes. So um, when we start with people, you know, we don't know anything about you. We don't know your exercise background, if you have any injuries, any mobility issues or concerns or any, you know, joint replacements. We don't know what you're coming to us with. So... Before we can write you a prescription, we need to understand where you are. Um, so to do that, we have what we call an introductory consultation and assessment. The consultation is, is in, intended just to understand you, to understand what your goals are, why you're coming, why you, you contacted us in the first place, um, you know, to kind of figure out what your reason for wanting to get in shape is, because everyone has a different reason, whether it's to look good on the beach or um, to shed some weight or to be able to play with their grandkids as they age. Yeah, I brought that up in another context. Somebody was saying uh, motivation plays such a big deal because if you're sitting there watching the football game and you see the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders and you go, yeah, I want a hot pot. I want a cheerleader bod. You mm -hmm. know? Gonna, I mean, yeah, me too. <laughs> but is that the best mode? Is that going to be the long-term motivating factor right, right. to get something done? Whereas I want to be fit and active and be able to play with my grandchildren. That's something that people are right. going to be motivated more long-term. Now, that's very true. I agree with you 100%. I don't want to discount someone, though, if that is their goal, mm -hmm. right? If someone comes here and says, you know, maybe they want to be a Dallas cheerleader. Like, I want to look like I need to to be a Dallas cheerleader. Cool. We're going to figure out a plan for you, you know, whatever that looks like. 
hopefully over time that goal will evolve to just be healthy, mm-hmm. you know, have a healthy, long, healthy lifestyle. Um, so yeah, you know, we hear all sorts of different goals. That's the importance of the consultation is to sit down with you, get into what it, whatever it is, um, figure out what's holding you back, where your previous obstacles have been when it comes to this kind of stuff, what really is a hindrance to you, you know, maybe it's, you can't put down the donuts or, <laughs> you know, you just hate exercise. So you can't motivate yourself to get in here. We need to know that stuff. For me, it was a preconceived notion of what going to the gym was. And a lot mm-hmm. of that was going to gym class in school and just, you know, there's a lot of different things that go into that, but just dreading it uh-huh. for whatever yep. reason. Yep. And, yeah. and I would imagine there is a lot of, whether it was in school or another place where people worked out there's a lot of baggage that people come in with and you you have to work through sometimes yep, for sure and i don't i don't know if you remember pete but you know back in the summer we sat down right where we are right now and we kind of had this conversation about what your exercise looked like you know what had you been doing what kind of preconceived uh notions do you have so we went over all that um and then we can start because you're right like as a a gym owner, I realized that most people aren't going to love coming to the gym. So I have to develop that into the programs to make sure people are enjoying it. So what can we do to make sure that Pete actually wants to come back? You know, so that's an important thing. It starts with understanding what motivates Pete, what Pete wants, that kind of thing. And I think the educational aspect too is looking back, uh, to the high school gym years, well, punching the air, I mean, I'm sure there was a cardio benefit to doing that, but we did it for 25 minutes. It's felt like forever. Certainly you're just going boom, boom, boom. Yep, yeah. And so that didn't seem like there was a kind of a disconnect between why are we doing this and why are we doing it so often and so repetitively and what what benefit am I getting out of this other than fills time to my next class. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And that's a big thing. You know, we've talked about this in previous episodes what we do here, what we focus on here, we call it functional movement. It's all movement that is going to translate to everyday life. So when we practice deadlifts and squatting, that's going to help us do those activities when we have to pick up a heavy box off the floor or we have something heavy on our shoulder and we need to get it safely to the ground, whatever it is. We're learning skills. I just had a client um, yesterday who was saying he was he hated burpees. He was a brand new guy and he was, oh, I hate burpees. I said, yeah, but think about this. Like, if you can do a burpee and you can do it for your whole life, then I'm never worried if you fall down. Like, I know if you fall to the floor, then you can get back up. Mm-hmm. It sounds pretty silly, but there's a lot of people who if they fall to the ground, they can't get back up. Right. So right. in that kind of sense, a burpee is very practical. Because you hop right back up, you say, that fall was bad, but it ain't as bad as a burpee. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but even so, like, I had the occasion, I was lifting some speakers or one speaker. I don't know if it's 25 pounds, 30 pounds, whatever it is, but I went, well, I could, li- I, could- I don't have to run this up and down <laughs> in a farmer carry. Like, I just got to li- move it. So w- when you work out in the gym, it's maybe even heavier or worse than it is in real life. So you get to the real life right. situation, you go, well, this is a breeze. Exactly. I got this. Exactly. Yep. I've done worse yep. than this yesterday. <laughs> And you know what? Um, it's 100% true for physical tasks, 
we're definitely doing harder things in the gym than you'll likely ever do outside of the gym. It's also true for just every everyday life. When you do the hard CrossFit workouts we do, in comparison, most stuff in life seems like a breeze. <laughs> you know, when when you're 10 minutes into a hard 20-minute workout and all you can think about is this sucks and I want to be done, <laughs> like anything else after that is not that big of a deal. Right. right. You've done the excruciating part. Right. <laughs> With that, we, we are way off topic. I know. So that's well. Let's reel it back in. So talking about the assessment. Sure. Uh, the intro consultation and assessment. I'm going to run through the the questionnaire that we go through. Okay, with that's people. a good idea. Um, and this will kind of help you understand how we figure out what you need before we can have you start in like a group class setting. So do you have any, uh, do you currently have any major injuries or significant movement limitations? Okay. So what we're trying to figure out there is, you know, do you have a shoulder that doesn't work well? If that's true, it's a lot of stuff we can't do. So we need to get that shoulder functioning properly first. Um, or like we talked about with the burpee, do you have a significant movement limitation to where, you know, if you were on the ground, you can't stand back up? Well, that's something we need to work on and fix so that you're, you have the capabilities of getting to the floor and then standing back up on your own. Okay. Um, second question, which best describes your current exercise practice? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And I would imagine those answers vary from right. uh, nothing to well. Exactly. So top would be I'm a competitive athlete, meaning I'm working out every day, maybe more than once a day. Right. I train four to five days a week. I get two or three workouts each week. I work out when I can. So maybe some weeks it's not at all. And other weeks it's three times, you know, kind of that hit or miss thing or I don't exercise at all. Have you ever done this type of training before? And when I say this type of training, I mean for whatever specific program you want to get into. Sure. So if you want to get into CrossFit, have you ever done any you know, functional movement training before? Or if you want to get into weightlifting, have you done any weightlifting, that kind of thing? Does your work require you to perform manual labor? What we're trying to get at there is understanding are you active during your day or are you mostly sedentary? If you sit around all day, you're going to need a little bit more ramping up than someone who's on their feet already all day. Have you had an injury that required surgery in the last three years? You know, that's another significant thing we need to know. So we know how to treat it properly when it comes up in workouts. And lastly, do you have any implanted medical devices such as a joint replacement, a stent, a pacemaker, et cetera? Again, just more information for us. All good to know. Right. To create into this. your specific program. So you sit down, you do you have the you run through those questions that I would imagine that's a pretty substantial launching point for a conversation then of what maybe the you know, I would bring to that expectations, what expectations I would bring to that and you know, maybe you're bringing a little reality to the situation right, and, right. and how we're going to start. So um, so you get the assessment down and what is, where, where do you go from there? Once you've assessed and you said, okay, this is where the situation is. Well, what's step number two or one, a, maybe that's step one, a after that. It depends, right? right? It depends. If you, if you come in 
with a major injury, you know, shoulder or a knee, first priority is getting that injury under control mm -hmm. to the point where we can use that joint, that limb, relatively pain-free. Maybe not 100% pain-free, but enough so that you can do normal function. Depending what the injury is, that might be 10 sessions, that might be 20 sessions. It depends. Okay. Okay. Um, and believe it or not, if you have that kind of pain that's really limiting, uh, if you can't put your arm all the way above your head, doing nothing is not the answer. We need to get it moving. And obviously, we start very slow, very controlled, extremely light weights, maybe even no weights. We're getting it moving. That's going to promote healthy blood flow to the area. It's going to get the minerals and nutrients it needs to recover. The healing starts to happen. Then you recover your range of motion, and then we can strengthen it. Compare that person with an injury to maybe a high school athlete who is working out already you know, three or four times a week. They're in really good shape. They're young. They're only going to need, you know, maybe our standard five sessions to get you ready for a group class. From there, there's all the way in between. You know, maybe you were a high school athlete, but now you're in college and you haven't done anything for two or three years. Okay, maybe we need five to eight sessions to get you up to speed. Kind of depends on, on your specific, and that's... The important thing is no one is one size fits all. Uh, everyone has their own needs, their own you know, unique body. And, uh, and we don't believe that we should be trying to fit people into a one size fits all program. So it's all customizable. It's exactly. hey, based on the individual. And I, it seems to me like there's some general principles you go by, a few standards, but you fit them in to mm -hmm. each person, yep. you know, instead yep. of the other way around. So... We can kind of distinguish more between like the personal training and then like an on-ramp program. So like we mentioned, personal training is going to be for someone who needs a whole bunch of hand-holding, you know, starting from nowhere. Maybe they have that big injury or limitation where we have to create a very specific program from scratch for them. Okay. We also have on-ramp, which is a pre-made program that is for someone who just needs to ramp up their activity level. So it might start with two classes a week, or, or they're one-on-one -on -one sessions still. So two sessions a week until you get comfortable to do three and then four, and then you're ready to jump into to group class. Um, and that on-ramp program is designed to teach you everything you need for the group class. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And I, I think is, um, you know, I kind of jumped right into the fire a little bit and that, that's not, that's not a bad thing for me, actually. Truth be told, I like jumping right in and mm -hmm. seeing if I, I was telling somebody here today, see if I can just do it or not. Right. Right. Um, and is that the smartest thing? Is that the most efficient way? Well, we could have that discussion. Right. And but to shed light on that a sure. little bit, it's, it's kind of because with COVID, right. you know, you started at June and we weren't really sure, you know, what we could do if one-on-one -on -one was the best thing. And so we kind of just said, you know what, 
we're going to throw you into the group class. There wasn't a ton of people, so it was manageable. Right. Um, right. So it was a little different scenario. You know, this whole world has been. That, that being but. said, the reason why having the foundational one-on-ones is good because there is not only the movements and the exercises, but there's the terminology that goes yep, along with yep. it. And you guys love to shorten words yep. or, you know, have a little abbreviations and every once in a while I have to say, okay, that means, oh yeah. All right. And you, and you put it to memory. So is that part of that, that sort of foundational level yeah, too? This yeah. is the language we speak. For sure. You know, um, this stuff is important. Health and fitness is important. There's a lot to learn and we for us, this is not something that is just applicable for the one hour you're here. We are teaching you things that will carry with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the rest of your life. That's our goal. So that you can truly be healthy for the rest of your life. We spend a lot of time teaching and investing in you, these concepts, these terms, you know, it's, you have to learn a lot if you want to be healthy. There's a lot that goes into it. The exercise, the body anatomy and functionality, the nutrition, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you need to learn. Um, so part of the process is, yeah, going slow. The first couple weeks to maybe a month or two is honestly more learning it's more mental fitness than it is physical fitness (laughs) right but then once you get that down then you can ramp up the physical as well do you think that and you probably have experienced this where somebody comes in and hits it too hard despite your best efforts and says just oh thinks yeah i can do this and maybe after the second time around like they're either you don't see them or they really have to to adjust that yeah because it's not sustainable we, we've seen that a, a a good amount more than we care mm-hmm. um where someone comes in and and usually it's someone who you know maybe they have some sort of exercise background prior to coming to us and you know they think they know what they're getting into and yeah they either they don't listen to our recommendations or they go too hard and then they're never to be seen again um you know, we're, we do things because we want you to succeed. We wouldn't tell you to take it slow, to start super light, comically light. Mm-hmm. You know, we start everyone with a 15-pound barbell. Um, we wouldn't do that if we didn't know it was the best way for you to be successful, right? Yeah, going on that men's bar without doing the 15 first and see how that works out for <laughs> right, you. You see right. the wisdom in learning yeah. learning first, but it's so it's true and 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 yeah, I would imagine that pe- the you said before I was a blank slate, so it was, it's always better than somebody who comes in with thinking they know everything already. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine in most walks of life it's better to be a learner than a knower. Oh yeah. Especially yeah. when you're starting in a new context, <laughs> a new place, so Especially one that can be kind of scary and a little bit intimidating. Yeah. So, I mean, our goal is to make everything as intuitive and easy to understand as possible. When you come in here, we want to take all the guesswork out of it. Yes. When you come to a session or class, you don't need to do anything. We walk you through everything. You just follow along. 
but you know, if, if for whatever reason, someone thinks they know better or doesn't listen, then yeah, the, the results might not be there. Stuff happens. Yeah. Right. right. That's the, that's the way it goes. Well, we're talking uh, about the first, this sort of first level, the assessment and the PT, whether that's physical, personal training or physical therapy. Right. So we kind of combine the two. My wife is a physical therapist. She's mm-hmm. a doctorate. She got her um, doctorate from Ohio State, and she's been um, practicing for three years now. Um, so she knows a ton in the rehab world. So, um, yeah, we, we kind of combine PT, physical therapy, personal training. It's kind of the same thing sure, for us. Sure, sure. Well, and I know most of the time when people hear the word physical therapy, they think, oh, I had surgery. And now I have to get my strength back up and it's these few sessions I do and I, you know, sometimes you can do it outpatient or whatever. Mm-hmm. But so would this be another dimension beyond that? Like, you know, I've done the, the medically required stuff. Now I'm looking to go that next step. Yeah. Beyond. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say this with, um, with the, the thought that I don't want to do if I have a lot of physical therapist friends we have members who are physical therapists mm-hmm. um they're great but the industry itself um the way it's it's controlled by insurance is pretty tough so you know say you go to a physical therapist because you have a shoulder injury you know yes they're going to work with you on that shoulder but the insurance company dictates what they can do okay and how they have to do it and there's some, so we're not going to get into that, but, um, say you're going because your shoulder, but your back also hurts. And you say, you know what? Like my back is bothering me today. Like, can you see me for that? Then they have to go f- like a whole nother, like they're not allowed to do it in that session. Mm-hmm. Um, because then they're gonna have to record what they did. And then the insurance is going to say, wait, that back wasn't covered in the session that you can't do that. Um, so from that standpoint, physical therapy is tough. Um, we're able to do it differently because we don't have the insurance companies kind of controlling how we do things. So yeah, if you come to me and you say, I have a shoulder and a back, okay, I'm going to build you a program that targets both of those, you know, with, with our physical therapist's recommendations and oversight. So a little bit more freedom than something that's part of the system basically when you're independent right. you, right. you can do your own thing mm-hmm. yep and uh, and get a little bit more whole body or at least multiple body yep. parts yep. from that scenario and and you know we we just said we combine the two we think of personal training physical therapy kind of one and the same because how we think about it so say you're going to whatever physical therapist you're going to whatever company because you have a shoulder injury as soon as that is resolved to a certain standard, you're done with them. But we know very well your journey doesn't end there. That's, we're not just trying to fix an injury. We're trying to turn you into a healthy person and give you a healthy lifestyle. So once that shoulder is resolved, okay, what's the next step then? Maybe we continue with the personal training. Just do a general whatever you need for your goals. Maybe it's a whole body kind of program. Um, or maybe you want to get into the group classes. So then we put you into the, the on-ramp foundations program to start teaching you that stuff. Right. So we have a set 
um, blanked on the word, set kind of just like direction for mm-hmm. you. You know, we don't want you to just stop at the physical therapy, but we want you to continue to progress. So beyond just fixing the injury and building it back up from there, maybe preventing more deterioration yeah, in the future. For sure. Right. And we'll kind of get this, get into this down the road in future episodes, but um, yeah, personal training doesn't stop when those initial concerns are, are finished, but it's, it's something that's part of the program as you need it, you know, because if you did come with a shoulder injury, we get it fixed. We want to make sure we're, we're working with you to prevent it from getting worse again, you know, or if you have a back injury, we want to make sure we're doing the preventative things we need to. So yeah, that is definitely a, a good consideration is the preventative as well. And I suppose that kind of leads into the next part of this. So you, you go through and you do the sessions and you're showing improvement. Is the group class next always or like what is the, what is the next level after that? Kind of depends on what you want. So um, when I take someone through a personal training program or a foundations program, I can quickly tell their personality type, what kind of things they like and dislike that kind of thing. I can know if they are someone who's going to like a weightlifting program or if they're going to like the high intensity CrossFit or if they're someone who maybe they love working hard and getting a good sweat, but they don't like the complex movements with the barbell. Okay. They're going to be great in boot camp, or, you know, maybe it's yoga, whatever it is. I can tell that. Um, or some people just want the one-on-one attention and they want to stick with personal training and that's fine too, you know? So you don't have to go in any direction. We have options available. Have you ever had to counsel somebody maybe just based on personality or whatever it is that says, maybe the group class is not your thing. Maybe the more one-on-one is something that you want to do long-term. Um, not really. Okay. Because... What we found is that 95% of people can do the group class. Mm -hmm. The only time it doesn't work is if they're trying to do something that doesn't fit their personality. So if you're a very laid back, reserved person, the, you might not drive well with the high intensity class. Now, by all means, you don't need to be a super outgoing, like, Rah rah person to do CrossFit. We have tons of people. I'm not that kind of person. We have tons of people who are laid back who love CrossFit, but they're just different personality styles. They're not always going to mesh. And those kind of people, they typically realize it's not for them and kind of, you know, weed themselves out. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't really had the issue where someone just kept trying to do something but wasn't for them. Well, I guess what what strikes me as unique here is how so darn positive everybody is with everybody else and i appreciate that Mm -hmm. especially when i was brand brand new like oh you guys are very uplifting thank you you make me feel better than i need to feel right now or should feel but that's not i don't want to call that not normal it should be normal (laughs) but boy that's not normal so (laughs) you don't see that very often let me put it to you that let's talk about that yeah um there's a certain type of person who's attracted to working out every day and bettering themselves. 
they tend to be positive-oriented people. When they get in this environment, it feels normal to them. It feels good. So they come back. Super negative people are going to come here, and they're going to be like, this is weird. Like, I don't like these, whatever. <laughs> they're probably not going to come back. Right, right. Um, and that's too bad. I don't want to be surrounded by negative people. Amen to that. You know? Um, <laughs> right. And some people struggle with it. They don't intend to be, but maybe just for whatever reason, they don't realize they're being negative. My, You know, if you're open to it, I will do everything I can to help you be positive. But life is too short. There's too much crap in the world. I'm not surrounding myself with negative people. Um, we are very deliberate about being positive. Again, it goes back to coming to the gym is not always fun. It's, especially when you're starting, it's not something you look forward to. If it's also negative there, there's no way you're going to come. Yeah, right, right. So it's very important to us to have that positive, uplifting, welcoming feeling when people come. So, yeah, the workout might suck. It might be way harder than they want to work. But at least the people are good. <laughs> yeah, the people are going to be friendly and and you know, they're going to have that. a fun time. That's good. Now, clearly I get a kick out of that. And yeah. I do. I reflect on that and go, "Boy, that's that's a very very positive influence." So, that's and, that's good. Yeah, like people say like you guys are all so positive it's fake. I mean, not really. No, I don't think it's I would no. never never get that impression. I think it's, it's just it just is natural. Yeah. We uh we're lighthearted people. We like having a good time. We like working hard and, and, uh, similar people are attracted to that. So that's kind of why it creates that attitude in here. Cause right. you can feel when you walk in and, and everyone says, Hey Pete, how are you doing? You know, you walk in and three or four people yell from across the gym. Hey Pete. I do. I feel like I'm in an 80s sitcom. I have to come up with a one-liner for everybody <laughs> to say hello. Yeah, no, time. it's cool because you, know, you go to a global gym or, we in the industry we call it a globo gym. For any rant, person listening, uh, we just mean <laughs> that's um, more of that terminology you get yeah, in the industry. That's the jargon. Um, <laughs> globo gym is like a big gym, like maybe Planet Fitness or or the Recplex. Um, you're not getting that, but on the same time, at the same time, some people like that. They like not having attention drawn to them. They like doing their own thing. That's totally fine. The you might not fit in here and you know, that's not a problem with us or a problem with you. It's just how things are. It's sometimes you just don't mesh, but that's okay. But yeah, I think you're right. 90, 95% of the time it's going to, and it's going to work. And, uh, and yeah, I've been on both sides of that being more positive and more negative. I'll take the being more positive. Yeah. um, It's less stress that way. Um, We've been around for a little while now and you know, I've had my fair share of trying to fight for people that weren't necessarily the right fit. And I'm at the point now where I only want the people here that want to be here and that fit our our values and you know what we're going for, which is the uplifting, positive, lightheartedness. Well, that's very good. So uh, it's a that is a high note to uh, kind of wrap up the the main part of the conversation. But we always like to leave people on an action note, Jason. So actions. 
the actions part of the podcast. Well, that's an easy one. Um, I'm assuming if you're listening to this episode, you're considering, you know, learning more about us, understanding how we operate, reach out to us. Um, you can go to the website, www.harborparkcf.com. You can Google us. You can shoot us a Facebook or Instagram message. And let's set up a consultation and assessment. You know, it's no obligation. You just come in. We have a conversation. We kind of see what the program would look like for you to get started, what you need, whatever your specific needs, wants, desires are. And then we can go from there. I've been on this kick recently. Given that as we record this, we're ending the the end of the year, and we're getting close to that time where people are going to think New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. And my big thing this year has been, started in December... Because you're going to be happy in January that you One of our members, True, um, said that this morning. We're talking about, you know, it's two weeks until the new year and there's going to be the New Year's rush. She said, oh, that's the worst. You need to start before New Year's because then you'll have a head start on all the New Year's people. You won't have the pressure. You know, you'll have two weeks ahead of them. Right. I was like, True. And And they will have quit while you're a month in. Because yeah, if you figure right. they quit two weeks in, you're going to be four weeks in. So, uh, and already off and running, and probably feeling some results yep. too. Yep. So, so very, very uh, important stuff and a good mindset to be in. And glad that uh, you took that first step listening to Hey Health Matters. So tell your friends, give us a share, give us a like, give yep, us a review. We appreciate it very much. Only nice things because we're sensitive like that. Send us. You can also send if you are interested. Um, and, you know, sitting down and talking more about this, uh, shoot me an email, heyhealthmatters at gmail.com. I'd love to chat with you. Or if you just have a general question, send it there as well. There you go. Jason, good stuff. As always, next week, our uh, second edition. So, uh, what are we talking about next week? <laughs> well, what's It's going to be a surprise. Oh, that's a teaser. He's getting good at this stuff. He knows. He's writing out whole words instead of putting symbols and teasing you on the next episode. Jason's going to be a pro. Jason, good talking to you. you Talk too, to Pete. you next week. Sounds good. Say health matters. Say health matters.